0: Hi, everyone. This is Saturday, July 21st, and this is Episode 2 of Emotions and Intimacy. Welcome back. In my uh, first episode, I talked about an emotion that had just shown up um, that day that I just acknowledged. And sometimes my emotions are just like one words, like um, unwanted or lonely or... Um, unloved, or joy, or or fear, or one of those things. And sometimes my emotions show up as a phrase, like, I feel stuck. Um, and sometimes they are a whole sentence. And this time it was a whole sentence that showed up for me. And the feeling that showed up was, I feel... Like I'm bothering you, so if I wanted to boil it down to one word, it was maybe feeling bothersome or uh, being a bother to someone. Again, that's more like a, a short phrase. So that was um, it was very interesting, and it's something that's been uh, showing up and trying to get my attention for a few weeks. Uh, once I finally acknowledged it uh, a week ago. And so I knew it was important because when I said that sentence in my mind, I feel like I'm bothering you, I got tears. And to me, whenever tears are present, when you are have words come to mind or you're saying something to either to yourself or to another, that's, that's the gold. That's like you've hit the jackpot. And I, so I knew that, and I knew there was something important there. And I actually felt, I felt a great sense of relief um, realizing that because, for a few weeks, I just felt this kind of icky feeling building in me, where I was wanting space from everybody, especially the the person that um, I interacted with, that I. Had this come up that I felt like I was going to bother them um, with something I needed or wanted or or whatever um, so uh so there was relief in in actually acknowledging what that emotion truly was um and so then what's so exciting is anytime emotion an emotion shows itself to me, that signals me that it's ready for me to let go of it if I choose. Now, I can keep any of these emotions. I could keep, you know, feeling like I'm bothering something, somebody or that I'm bothersome to somebody. I can totally keep that because I know that in any next moment, I can uncreate it and create something new. I don't have to stay stuck in any one emotion at all. I can move in and out of my emotions at will because I have the tools that I need to get there. Um, so that's why I, I love welcoming whatever shows up because, um, because I, I, it means that I don't have to keep it. It no longer has to, to manifest or show itself, which is so exciting, right? 'Cause then you become conscious of what you want to then create next. Because when you know what you don't want, I don't want to feel like I'm bothering somebody, that helps me know what I do want. I and and so that's part of the process is finding that out. So I'm not gonna jump ahead to what I chose with that, but um so so I looked at and I just took some time to um feel into this feeling like I'm bothering you. Um and I noticed that it felt like I was afraid to ask for what I want and that I was feeling like I was a burden. And And so then, by not asking for what I want and feeling like a burden, then I don't get my needs met. So there was all these feelings of just um, unmet needs and not asking for what I want, feeling like a burden, feeling like I'm bothering the other person. Um, And so I I wrote some down. I wrote unmet expectation, feeling unimportant, feeling unwelcome, feeling unwanted, and rejection. Um, And you know... As I say rejection, I love rejection. I've created tons of rejection in my life. And um, and that's okay. I can create a ton more of it as I come along, you know, for the rest of my life. Because I, it's not who I am. It's not who any of us are. None of these emotions are who we are. I believe on a soul level that we all come from pure love, from, you know, pure source energy, from uh you know the god force and that's just pure love right and we are in this 3d reality where it's it's duality you know if, if there there's two sides of the of the equation you know there's loved and hate or unloved there you know and and all along the spectrum uh, there's different variations and different levels um, you know, because you can start with um, being upset, being irritated, being uh, frustrated, to angry, to uh, rage. So you see, that's just a spectrum and um, and a level that we can experience um, of any emotion, right? So, uh, sorry, I got a little... Went a little tangent there, so let me bring it back to what I was talking about. Um, So we're not any of these. Um, We just float in and around this range of emotions. But ultimately, we're all pure love. Every one of these emotions is derived from love. And so that's... So, um, I don't know. I have a really fun, in my opinion, a fun perspective of how we manifest and co-create with these emotions. Um, and just how wonderful it is. Uh, so what I realized is we're all pure love and we're not any of these. We're, they're just experiences. They're just a way to experience ourselves and all of the love that we have. If you never ever step out of being pure love, how do you really know what pure love is? So having the contrast of these different vibrations, these different emotions, allows us to know our true selves to know the pure love that we truly are so okay so this is what um what i i came to understand for me this is what i realized that every experience and most experiences that that show that emotion shows up there are usually at least one person or other people involved um And so what I realized is that my emotions are not about me and them, or me and the situation. It's about me and me. It's about seeing the situation, seeing the person as assisting me as being a reflection to me of the vibration, of the emotion that I am sending out. So if I'm sending out this happy vibration and happy people show up, happy situations show up, and I f- and, it, and that reinforces and, and has me re-experience feeling happy, that's, that's when that vibration is, is prominent, right? Um, if I have other vibrations, that don't show up all the time but are still there, that I've chosen to, to keep or that serve me in some way, um, then I don't know they're there until the experience or the person shows up in order to help me feel that. So when that happens, I never take my emotion to the person and say you need to change, you need to fix who you are, or we need to change this situation because I don't want to feel this way. <laughs> I'll talk more about that, you know, first about conditions and unconditions, uh, conditional love versus unconditional love. Um, but but basically, it's it's about me and me. And other people just come into my experience to help me see what I'm creating. So I love that. And, and so therefore, maybe I have this, you know, this feeling of rejection. Let's take that. Uh, come up. I appreciate the person and send so much love to them for assisting me in seeing and feeling that I have this rejection vibration that I'm emitting at that moment. Because otherwise, if I ignore it or try and change the outside experience without changing my inner experience, then all I'm doing is sending rejection out over and over and over again. I'm holding on to it, right? Okay, so, okay, let's see. Okay, so what happened was when I noticed that this, like, I feel like I'm bothering you emotion came up, and I wrote down other emotions like unmet expectation, unimportant, unwelcome, unwanted, and rejection, then I I wrote those down, then, um, and I don't always write them down. I can just enjoy mentally um, going through what's showing up and then processing that, letting it go. And then choosing what I do want to create or manifest next. What's the emotion I want to send out to the universe so that it can come back to me? And so this is what I wrote down that I wanted to experience next. Uh, That my needs are met. um, That I enjoy asking for what I want um, instead of feeling like I'm a bother, right? So enjoying asking for what I want and feeling like I'm an equal contributor. Contributor in any experience, so that my experiences aren't out of balance, you know, and um, that I'm, uh, I'm not taking too much or giving too much. So that's what that is. And then ease, I always love ease, flow, and grace. I always love sending those out anytime. And then love, I always love sending love out. Um, and then accepted, wanted, welcome. Um, My needs and desires are important. And lastly, I am important. So that's what I created. And I did that all a week ago. And I didn't really feel like I was done um, processing that. I could feel that this feeling like I'm bothering the other person emotion. Just, I don't know, there was more that needed to... To show up about that. So I kind of just, you know, went along with my life and and carried on. And it was five days later, it was just uh, two days ago, uh, that I had this aha. I was driving to work. And this uh, I feel like I'm bothering you emotion kind of came up to to the surface again. And I was pondering it. And all of a sudden, I had a flashback to a memory that is a really important memory because, um, oh gosh, it would have been 15 years ago when I was in the psych unit. It was after I got out of there that I worked with some therapists and this one therapist, fantastic her name escapes me right, right now, but she did something um, with her clients called a therapeutic scrapbook. And it's where you draw out in pictures um, and textures and you, you know, kind of a scrapbook feel. And you, you take the, the emotion and you put it into the book um, in, in sort of a tactile way. And I just loved that. Um, so one of the very first pages that I did in my scrapbook uh, my therapeutic scrapbook, was this memory. And it was a memory of when I was six or seven years old. And it was the middle of the night. And I had woken up. And the memory starts that um, that I had left my bedroom and walked across the hall to my parents' bedroom. And I remember uh, pushing open their door and standing at the threshold of their room And what I wanted, what my need was, what my desire was in that moment was I, I think I was scared. I I don't, I don't know why I I left my bed or woke up, but my great desire was I wanted to crawl into bed with my parents and I wanted to feel safe and secure. And I, I just, that's, that's what I really wanted. And, but I still. But before I walked into the room, I I stood at the threshold of their door, and instead of acting on that desire, I had other ideas flashing up through my mind. And I, I had this thought that, or this worry, well, what if I wake them up by crawling into bed with them, and they lose sleep, or they're uncomfortable because, you know, of an extra person in their bed, and they, you know, that I would make them uncomfortable uh, by me crawling into bed with them. And it's kind of interesting. I I can feel a little emotion, a little tenseness come into my voice as I say that. Ooh, I love this. Um, And so, in fact, I, I have been waiting to start this podcast and, and wanting to do it when I was in the middle of processing an emotion because I feel like I could speak about it uh, so much more with more clarity in the middle of, of processing one of my emotions. So I love, love, love this. Um, so I, I chose in that moment of standing at their, their bedroom door to not go forth with my needs and that I felt like their lack of sleep and and if they did lose sleep then my next worry was that then they'd be grouchy in the morning and then they'd blame me Um. and and I'm just thinking about that and and that is is something really profound that I've seen that I've created over and over again of not wanting to make others uncomfortable, um, of of not wanting to be blamed, Um, kind of have tears in my eyes and tightness in my throat as I feel this come up. But uh, I guess I didn't want to feel responsible for uh, my parents uh, losing sleep, having a bad experience um, sort of thing. So, so I I remember I just went back to my room and you know went back to sleep I guess and what's interesting (laughs) what this aha happened when I I remembered this memory a week ago and and fascinating that I put that in my scrapbook 15 years ago not really knowing the why that was important or why that memory you know stuck in my head when I was creating my therapeutic scrapbook but uh but now I did because it it pertains to this um, I didn't wanna I didn't wanna bother my parents with my needs and and I could have done anything else, right? I could have um chosen to uh, go to somebody else, you know, for my needs if I felt like I needed somebody outside of myself you know to give me safety or comfort in that moment um you know one of my siblings or something or I could have done self-comfort right um but what I chose is that I put their their needs and their comfort above my own right which you know is not a bad quality I mean that's kind of what nurturers do. And and being a nurturer is a huge part of who I am. Um, And so, so I chose, though, to create that I'm unimportant. They're more important. Their needs are more important than mine. Again, instead of just saying that's just one way to get my needs met, I saw that as my only way to get my needs met. And chose that, that it was best just to shut down um, my desires and my needs. Woo boy, as I said that, I'm seeing um, how that's affected so many areas in my life. Oof. Um, uh, for instance, like my sexuality, you know, sh- when I said shutting down my desires, I had done that, you know? I had shut down my emotions, but I also shut down a lot of my sexuality in the process. I literally numbed part of my body, uh, my vagina. It was numb until I was, gosh, was it 40? But that served me, you know? And for as long as I needed it, um, that I had that experience of having a numb vagina. And when I was ready to let it go, I did. And I manifested the experience in order to do that. On my other podcast uh, called Open Healthy Sex Communication, I will talk more about that. Um, let's see. So I. Um, I realized, uh, you know, as this memory of the, you know, my six or seven year old, you know, little girl that, you know, wanted to be uh, comforted and feel safe and secure, um, that I, instead of what I chose to do was create that I was unimportant. Um, and again, I kind of got really excited um, a couple days ago when I saw that, in fact, I got really excited when I saw this this memory show up because I knew the place that it had, and I knew, I knew I'd been creating this feeling like I was bothering somebody, you know, f- gosh, my whole life. Oh, I'm 46, so, you know, 40 years that I've been creating that, and it just no longer serves me, and... Um, I can let it go, <laughs> which is awesome. I mean, how awesome is that? So now I get to choose what do I want to create. And I, I already gave you guys the list of what I wrote, right? So what was amazing is I had this aha a couple days ago. And one of the last uh, ones on my list of what I was creating next, I am important. So I'm I, like I said, I was driving to work two days ago when I had this aha. And I had this flashback to this memory of standing, you know, at my parents, you know, bedroom door in the middle of the night wanting their comfort and security and safety and ignoring my needs and putting my their needs first right um again not a bad thing but um instead of seeking my own comfort in other ways I just chose in that moment that I was unimportant so (laughs) I'd get to work and I, I work – I'm a private caregiver, and I have elderly clients who look, that I do um, – uh, I'm a private contractor, so I go to their homes and um, and work with them on a one-on-one basis. So I was at my client's home um, two mornings ago, and I was telling her about this aha. I talked to my, all my clients about emotions and their emotions and, and whatnot, and so this is not – uncommon for me to talk about this so I, I ex- told her about this aha that I had in this memory and um, and then we went on and you know about things and and I just uh, I didn't get too specific about what I was creating next I mainly just told her that this emotion of feeling like I was bothering you had come up and we talked about how you know my perspective is that it's not between me and the other person it's a between me and me and uh, it's, it's something for me to shift internally, and it has nothing to do with changing or shifting anybody else. And to give you a quick example of what I'm talking about, here's one of the most amazing analogies that made total sense to me of what happens when you feel a negative emotion or an emotion that feels uncomfortable that you don't like, and you wanna change it, and you go and you think that changing the other person or changing the situation or leaving the situation is the answer. I mean, those things may not, may happen, but the first thing that needs to happen is you need to shift the emotion yourself. So the example is, imagine you're standing in front of a mirror and you have a frown on your face. And so the mirror has a frown on its face, right? Okay. When you feel a negative emotion, the frown on your face, right, and when you think that the other person needs to change or do anything different, this is what that looks like to the universe. That looks like you reaching across to the mirror and pushing up with your fingertips, trying to push up the edges of the frown in the mirror it doesn't work does it it never works ever (laughs) how do you change the frown in the reflection in the mirror remember because emotions are about you and you it's about me and me it's about you and you right you have to think a happy thought and create a smile yourself right you don't even have to think a happy thought you can just mentally go, oh, let me lift the, the corners of my mouth, let me grin, uh, let me smile, let me think of something that would make me smile, um, whatever, right? But it's you smiling first, and then that gets reflected in the mirror. That's exactly how life works. that That's the key. That's the key to changing everything and making everything creating and manifesting everything you want you have to shift it within yourself first and then it gets reflected back to you okay so um what was amazing about this conversation i was having with my client who's 89 years old and just amazing she has some you know macular degeneration so she she needs uh, assistance with with different things but she pretty much takes care of herself and um and it's just a delight um So we were talking about this, and she was explaining how her, you know, day was going. And she had an experience where somebody had come to her house, kind of like a door-to-door salesman, and she ended up, you know, signing up for the service. Well, she felt like she really should have waited because of her macular. She really can't read. Um, And she felt like since I wasn't there with her, because I'm only with her, you know, Um, 12 hours a week. Wait. Sorry, I'm with her. 16 hours a week. Anyways. Um, So, I wasn't there when she was uh, signing this, you know, signing up for this service. So, the next day, she wanted me to help her cancel it. And then she was saying, you know what? I just decided I can't do anything, you know, without Jody there. And she goes, doesn't that just make you feel important? And I literally... I was I was standing over at the counter cutting up some vegetables for, her, and I stopped what I was doing and immediately walked over to her and I said, "Oh my gosh," and I explained to her that that just days before I had written down that I wanted that I s- sent out this uh, new emotion, this new manifestation of I am important, and the fact that she, you know said it to me in that instant, you know, doesn't that make you feel important? Uh, Just, I mean, I've honestly, I've never had anybody give me such a direct manifestation in that way where they literally said to me the, you know, the words that that I'd been wanting in such a quick fashion within days of when I manifested it. So, so she and I had a a really good uh, chat and she Uh, She just loved how tickled I was about um, having that show up and and she knew what that was pertaining to so uh, So anyways, so that's how (laughs) That's how magical and easy it is to manifest and to do it consciously so that you know what you want to have sent out Um, and again, I can create unimportant over and over again, for as long as I want, because I know that any next moment, I can create important or feeling important right away. So I never feel like I have to um, like these. These none of these emotions are really who I am. They're just ways for us to have different experiences and different ways to experience who we are. And who we are is pure love, right? And again, how do you experience what you are unless you can step out of it to experience what you're not to then again step back into it and have the contrasting experience of what something is? I mean, that's why God created all of us. God, you know, everything was perfect and God was all by himself or herself or itself. And God stepped out. Of all that it is to create all the little pieces of uh, all these souls, and then we, you know, incarnated into these bodies in all different, you know, dimensions and realms, and um, so that we could have the experience of being who we are by also by having the contrasting experience of who we're not. You know what you want when you know what you don't want. You know what you are when you know what you are not. Oh my gosh. Wow. So I feel like so amazing talking to you all about this emotion that I just processed. Um, Oh, so, oh my gosh. So then I had, I'm looking at my notes. Um, So that same day, that aha experience where I had um, that memory of you know, when I was a little kid, six or seven, um, when I chose not to ask for what I wanted and therefore um, hiding my desires, ignoring my desires, um, hiding what I wanted, not asking for what I want. Um, so fi- so fast forward from that six or seven-year-old to when I was 30 years old. Uh, actually, I had just turned 31 uh, when this happened, um, I when I checked into the psych unit, and it's so funny. In the first episode, when I mentioned you know having suicidal thoughts and PTSD and all you know ma- major depression, anxiety, and um, panic attacks, I I remember thinking as I was saying about that, why am I talking about this so much? I've never really uh, I couldn't figure it out, but. It absolutely connected to this feeling uh, like I'm bothering you, um, being bothersome, Um, asking for what I want was the basis of, of that whole bothering somebody feeling. So what I realized is me voluntarily going into the psych unit was me for the first time saying I'm important enough to get my needs met. By asking for help and asking these professionals to assist me in getting through my PTSD, getting through my suicidal thoughts, getting through my insomnia, uh, my major depression, anxiety, panic attacks, um, I just it was the f- it was me finally saying uh, that. I choose to ask for what I want and ask for what I need and to get my needs met. And I felt confident that I could get my needs met. And honestly, when I went to the, you know, to the you know the their intake room, I wasn't even sure they were going to admit me as an inpatient. I I was totally okay if they had admitted me as an outpatient. Um, But I just, um, I was so ready to um, ask for the help that I needed and that, and to admit that it was a little um, more than I was able to handle on my own anymore. And that I didn't need to do it alone. And I didn't need to solve all my problems by myself. That it was okay to ask for help. And so it was like, like this, this emotion that had shown up of bothering another person is just one that I, I, um, I had still held on to. Um, and, There was still a part of me, even though I had had done that, you know, as a 31-year-old going in and getting the help that I needed um, for my uh, psychological, mental, emotional issues, um, trauma issues, that there was still some of that emotion, that bothering another person, that still served me, that I still held on to. And that's okay. Again... I feel like if if I'm not able to acknowledge it in that moment or in any moment, then it still serves me in some way. And that's great. Again, those are all emotions that are part of the contrast that help me to see more and all of who I am. And all of who I am is pure love, right? And um I'm kind of reminded I, I'm going to take a moment to share this um, I uh, I'm, I'm thinking of my parents, you know, when I said pure love um, gosh, I think it was sometime in the last year, maybe a year ago, I was out for a nature walk and I've I've had kind of a rocky uh, relationship with my parents over the last, 15 years and for a good eight of those years I completely cut off contact with them um I just it was something that I needed to do maybe I'll talk about that more in depth at another time but it just it was something I needed to do so I again just followed um what worked for me and mainly I stepped away from them because I that was my way I knew if I stayed in contact with them, um, I would want, I had this desire that they needed, I would feel a desire to want them to change. And honestly, I had already realized by this time that I didn't need them to change. I knew it was me to change. But my change was such a radical, different, you know, separate, it was so radical from what I had been that I just kind of needed to break away from anyone who might try and keep me or um, want me to be who I had been um, rather than encourage me in um, becoming who I was ready to be next. And not in a bad way. I just... I just knew that changing yourself is really hard and i was willing to do the work but i kind of needed to let them be them and in order to to do that i just i just needed the space to do it so i i kind of broke off contact for about eight years and i didn't know if i actually would you know reconnect with them in this lifetime and i was okay with that because i i believe in in multiple lives reincarnation and that so i know I actually have been to and re, uh, uh seen all the different lives where i've uh, my family members have been in other lives with me and um, anyways that's so fun and interesting in and of itself anyway so um so what happened was uh i I started reconnecting with them and and it's you know it's been a, a slow progression. I haven't, you know, tried to force anything. Um, I've just gone at the, whatever pace felt best to me, over like, gosh, it's been probably four or five years. And so last year, I remember thinking, and and kind of, um, uh, again, I was on my nature trail, which I always feel so connected to, um, source energy to to my soul and my inner being when i'm on my on the nature trail and i i kind of looked at and felt myself open to all the love that my parents feel for me and it was so like overwhelming and so awe inspiring that i couldn't even hold onto how amazing and intense that pure love felt that that my that I could feel that my parents had for me before I actually had to kind of you know close that 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 channel because it was so amazing and so like intensely loving and pure and oh my gosh it was just it about bowled me over it, it was it brought tears to my eyes and and was just amazing so again <laughs> there's we are just pure love and playing in the contrast like we do with all of the different emotions that we have. Um, that, uh, anyways, there's just so much to explore and so much to experience. And here in the 3d world, we, we feel so, so much. And there's so many layers of emotions out there. I I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's amazing and incredible. I mean, there's, it's, it's just awesome. And, and so I've grown to love each and every emotion that has shown up for me. And, um, and so to, to kind of touch with that pure love that I know that my parents have for me, which I know comes from source and from God, from the universe, whatever name you want to use, um, you know, for my inner being, um, that, uh, it's, again, it, it it was hard to stay in that. So that's how I see that we step into these contrasting moments and we experience negative emotion, um, here and there, because that's kind of what this, this sort of, world is about is is living in the contrast, moving in and out of, you know, the love and the contrast, the love and the contrast. You know, and, and love also means happiness and joy and excitement and exuberance and playfulness and fun and, and creativity and, and all of those amazing things. So, uh, so again, it's just a, a wonderful dance, some people call it. It's an ebb and flow um, and then the great thing is, when you become conscious of being able to move in and out of these, you control how much you stay in any one emotion. And, and then and then it becomes fun because you can just flow in and out and you can let the intense emotion, you know, maybe it's heartbreak, you know you can feel all of that. you can you can sob and, and cry and feel it in every cell of your body and know with the knowledge that you have to process any emotion in any moment and step back into joy and wholeness and peace and and abundance and flow and grace and ease and clarity and and being calm and and it's just happiness and amazing and all of those emotions so um Anyways, I think I'm going to wrap it up. Thank you all for um, listening and for witnessing me uh, as I talked about processing feeling like I was bothering somebody. And, you know, I almost couldn't think of that word, just as I was saying. Um, And this often happens to me. As soon as I process something, um, you get so powerful at it that you almost can't – I can't even remember what it is that I processed, um, because I've actually stopped writing most of this stuff down. It's only that I started to do this podcast that I started writing things down again, um, and 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 that's okay. Um, the reason I love that I don't that I can let go of my emotions so um, fully that to know that I I can't even remember them. Um, the moment after I've processed them, which again shows me that I've completely shifted into another vibration that doesn't include that, which I love, right? And you know what? I can shift back into that at any next moment because <laughs> there's, n- in my perception, there's no, in my perspective, there's no right or wrong emotion. There's no right or wrong way to be. Just be, be you, be all of it. Um, be anything you want because it's all there for you to create. Okay, so have a magnificent um, day and welcome all your emotions and keep the ones that you want and let go of the ones that you don't want, and then and choose to what you want to create next. All right, love and hugs, and I'll talk to you next time. Bye. To those of you already supporting the show with a monthly subscription, thank you. If you're not already a supporter, but you'd like to be, tap the link in this episode's description or visit anchor.fm backslash Jody Newell transform to become a monthly supporter.